0: As an adult, if you come back and you think, oh, I don't have the extension I used to have, I don't have the turns I used to have, that's okay. Maybe you're going to have something else that you didn't. Maybe you're going to excel in a different area. And I think thinking of it as a whole new adventure makes it a lot easier to be comfortable with it not being the same as it was. There's other cool new things. Maybe you're going to be better at those things.
1: Hey dancers, welcome to the show. I'm Julie and I'm your host today on this episode of Broche Banter. I both own and teach at Broche Ballet, a virtual ballet school just for adults. Join us as we explore all things adult ballet. Today on the show, I talk with Erin, who formerly danced with us in Denver before moving to London about a year ago. We talk about her struggles with ballet as a very serious teenage dancer, her return to the bar after an eight-year break, and how she finds the joy in dancing in a new body for new reasons and for, well, fun. Enjoy. If you're enjoying these stories of the wonderful adult dancers in our community, please help us keep the podcast going by sharing your story. I'd love to have you as a guest on the show. Send us an email at hello at com to be our next featured dancer. Well, Erin, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on Broche Banter this week. Erin, um, you are now in England somewhere. I don't, can hardly keep track yeah. of where you've moved to. <laughs> I am in
0: Reading, so we're in Berkshire right now. Okay,
1: okay. So your same place that I talked with you last?
0: I believe so, yes.
1: Right. It would depend you've on you. have been here about know. a
0: year. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. Well, Erin used to dance with us in Denver when she lived in Denver briefly um, and when we had our Denver studios and nice. was really just a huge part of the beginning of the studio because you came into the studio, Erin, I think probably in late summer, um, the first year that we opened when we only had our baby tiny studio and you stayed with us for the whole time you were in Denver. Yeah. Crazy. So you, you danced, um, you danced a lot as a kid. Like you came in with lots and lots of technique, Um, but you had taken a break. How long was that break? Um, I'm
0: going to say it was probably eight or nine years. Um, I don't have exactly, but yeah, I danced from I started dancing when I was five, and I danced up until I was 18, um, including towards the end there, especially pretty seriously, Um, and then I took a very long break and came back with you guys. You were my first studio foray back into the ballet world, so.
1: So your preview lesson with me was the first time you had danced since high school?
0: I may have taken one or two, like, open classes in New York when I first moved there for college, but certainly, yeah, I mean, basically since, uh, since I was 18 or 19, yeah.
1: Are you still dancing in, in England?
0: I am, I'm still dancing in lockdown, and I was dancing before that too.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. So why did you... Okay, so eight or nine years of time has passed, right? You grow up, you become a person, right? You All of these things that happen when you leave high school. Um, yep. Why Why did you come back? Was it a spur-of-the-moment thing? Had you been thinking about it for a while? What, what happened leading up to when I met you?
0: Um, so actually, this was a gift from my husband, as you know. He got That's me it. a gift certificate to come take classes with you. Um, There's sort of... Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why this inspired me or him to do this. I think there's a whole kind of storied past of why I quit. And I think I needed the time. And I guess right around um, the time period that we were in Denver, I was sort of feeling like in a good enough place to maybe give it another shot. And I had mentioned that in passing. And my wonderful husband picked up on it and got me (laughs) the gift certificate to come try classes. And I just like fell in love all over again. So...
1: Um, I can't believe I had that had slipped my mind when you mentioned it here because I remember very vividly when Christian called me because I had just left the chiropractor. At that point, I still had that back injury where I couldn't sit for about a year. Um, and I was leaving the chiropractor and I got a call. And of course, it was early in the business, so I never got calls. And it was really, really exciting to get phone calls, right? <laughs> and I remember he was like, can I buy a gift card for my wife? And I was like, can you? <laughs> can you? I think <laughs> you can buy a gift card. But I was like, yes, you can buy a gift card. I'll send it to you later. So then, meanwhile, like rush home from the chiropractor, and I'm like, mm, how do I sell a gift card? <laughs> like, oh my gosh! I had to like he was learn so how to proud of this,
0: this is this is like a thing in our relationship. But I'm known for really good gift giving, and yes. he he thinks he struggles with it. I don't think he does, but he feels like it's very hard for him. And he is to this day. He thinks it's the best gift he's ever given me. He's so proud of this. He put a lot of effort into getting me that gift. And he's right. It was a wonderful gift. So,
1: Well, I'm glad he put as much effort into it as I did. I had no idea how to sell a gift card at that point in time. I don't even remember <laughs> if I made something prettier, if I just said, here's some classes. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's really funny. Well, I remember when I met you, you came in with so many, so much technique. I mean, you had just beautiful technique. Like you kept your legs turned out. You kept your body lifted. It was very clear that when you stepped in the ballet studio, you had been in many, many of these before. And even when Thank you got you. your point <laughs> sheets back, and I was like, hey, <laughs> "This girl has done like point before, right? You have the technique of it." Did you Did you feel like that? Do you agree with that statement for when you walked in? How did it feel to you from your perspective?
0: Oh gosh, I still don't feel like that. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I think so. I think a little perspective from this. Um, and one of the things that I really appreciated taking classes with you is I, there's a little bit of a difference in my kind of definitions of, I guess, like what is good and isn't. Because when I was younger and doing it in high school, when I say that I was serious, I like was going to move to New York and be a professional dancer. Like I was very serious. I was doing 20 hours a week of rehearsals and, and a lot of stuff. Um, and I think that that warps your perspective in a couple ways. I mean, on the one way, literally, I was had a lot of technique technically, but also I think when that's what you're striving for, your idea of like where you are and whether you're doing an okay job gets a little warped Mm. because, you know, I was going to be, I mean, I wasn't, but in my mind, I was going to be in the court of ballet of ABT. And so that is a whole other world of (laughs) kind of where you want to be And I spent, I mean, I spent 13, 14 years dancing, never actually feeling like I did anything super well, because Mm -hmm. there's always the next thing you're trying to get to. There's always the next level that you want to hit. So I think coming into ballet with you, and I've also realized since then, just adult ballet in general, there's so many more compliments and so much more of a like, oh, you did that really well. And I just. Even if it was said to me when I was younger, I didn't hear it when I was younger. I heard what needed to be fixed because there was a very big goal at the end of it. Um, And so now I still struggle with actually thinking that I'm pretty okay at it because it's just not how I'm used to – it's not the perspective I'm used to coming at it from, I guess. And so especially going back after a long break, I felt like you were saying things like, oh, that's a good turn, and I felt like that was a garbage turn. I didn't – I got around once, and I fell over like it was – terrible um but I think it's just a mind shift right it's just a perspective change that I needed to to get used to as an adult I think
1: it's um it's a very it's a very fine line always um in life in dance in whatever from accepting the things that you're good at while still having an eye for things that you want to be better at right there's a fine line there where you can say I am good enough at this but I want to still be better at it but that doesn't mean that this was inherently bad it doesn't (laughs) that doesn't negate the fact that you can still be better at it. So it's like a weird um, yeah. thing that we need to learn as, I mean, we especially learn in the ballet studio, but those of us who ballet attracts kind of have this problem in our whole life, right? So you're, yeah. you, <laughs> your expectation of yourself is so high. And then when other people give you a compliment, you're like, but don't you see how much better that can be? <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. I think, yeah,
0: no, it is. I mean, I think one of the things that I've been working on a lot in dancing as an adult is a little bit of a pivot, but I think relates that has helped me with getting used to that, with hearing the compliments and getting used to a new perspective is, and this is a big, big shift also with um, like body image things and dance is the difference between what something looks like it is or is doing and what it feels like you're doing and what you're doing. Mm. So I used to because dance is still a performance, right? At the end of the day, if you're doing it in in a professional setting anyway, or when you're growing up, at least, and I think a lot of adult studios do this as well, you do a performance, right? And that's the point, you're working towards what it looks like to other people. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of like, Oh, but that could have looked better. That could have been more turned out, I could have landed it better. Whereas now I try a lot more to focus on just did that feel fun? Right. So if it was a double or a triple, Ooh, but I felt solid at it. Like that felt like a fun turn and a good turn. And you know, maybe the landing felt a little off or maybe it wasn't perfect, but look at this cool thing that I did. And did I feel good doing it? And that really was a really, really big shift for me. It sounds really silly and, and minute, but this was a massive shift for me away from, did that look good and could it have been fixed to like, did that feel good? And was that fun for me? And And then I think you get away from like, you know, a lot of the aesthetic stuff and more into look at this cool thing that I have like taught my body to do and that I can do now. And, and then all of the improvements I think also stop feeling, you know, aesthetic and feel a lot more like turning is fun and it would be fun if I could do it an extra time. And so what do I need Mm -hmm. to fix to do that? Yeah. And that little shift helps me, I think also feel like, I don't know, more able to take the compliment, right? Because then it's not that something was broken needs to be fixed. It's just, I could do this fun thing for a little longer or a little more fun if I, (laughs) if I took this extra bit in, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but that, that shift has helped me a lot. I think.
1: Well, it's weird to even to hear the word fun in even this podcast, because no one has, I mean, no one uses the word fun to describe (laughs) dancing and I'm sure you didn't either. Even when I met you, you probably didn't use the word fun to describe dancing because I mean it is I mean, it is fun, right? Obviously, if we keep coming, we keep doing it. We don't quit. We have the choice and we actually actively pay money and get off the couch to go do it. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, We must enjoy it on some level, but it is actually kind of funny. Um, And I'm sitting here like, why are you feeling so weird about hearing the word fun in this conversation? Like, it's just- It's very
0: badly specific too, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't go to the club and think, oh, I'm dancing because of this important thing. You're dancing because it's fun. You do hip hop because it's fun. You do jazz because it's fun. So I think, I think ballerinas are very weird and they take it a little too seriously that it's it's very, you know, and I'm like, no, you're also doing ballet because it's fun or else why are you doing it? (laughs) That's
1: right. But I like your perspective about improving to have more fun is very interesting because I feel like a lot of us are afraid to say that it's fun because then we'll become complacent or we won't strive for the next thing or we won't remain motivated to continue improving. But if you're like actually it was fun to improve, it was fun to get better. It was fun to do that thing. It would be fun to learn this stuff. Then it it's not like you're not stopping. Yeah,
0: no, (laughs) turns are my perfect analogy for this, right? Because I love turns, as you know, I'm a center girl and I love big jumps and I love turns. And turns are the most fun thing to me in the world. It's like the closest to like flying, I can imagine. I think like doing fretes is the best. And so I think if you think about like, yes, that turn was fun. I'm not, I'm not inclined to feel super complacent because I'm like, but I can do it twice. I can get around three times and I can have three times as much fun spinning if I could get a little better at it. Um, But I just think it makes me feel a little better about if I just do the one, that's okay. That was still a good time. And it wasn't wrong. I got around, right? So it wasn't wrong. I just, I just want to do it more. I want to do this thing more. And so what do I, what do I work on to do it more? Um, I don't know, I in my mind, turns are like kind of the perfect analogy for these things because a single turn is great. It's just, do you want to spin around more and have more fun? And then right. what do you do? But it's not, it's nothing was broken. You know, you got around. So
1: right. <laughs> mediumly fun. It's just that you could have massive fun. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think for me, the equivalent of that would be high legs in a develope. Like it is so fun to just feel your legs floating and like mm-hmm. feel them going up when you're not really, Struggling against them like when you get that feeling I would say that that is the equivalent for me of like it is fun How can I get them higher because it is super cool? You're like look at that leg up there. How cool? Is that?
0: <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> always really good to
0: take I mean at least for me I, I know I've hinted at this early in the conversation but part of why I left was some body image issues that I know are common in ballet and it's always really good for me to remind myself of why I'm doing it and that I like it and that it's a good time Mm -hmm. And I think one of the great things about adult classes is that's sort of the focus, right? The compliments happen and you can hear them because. Why would you not? You don't need to focus on any other crazy goal. You're just here. Like you said, I went out of my way to pay for this and show up to this class because I want to be here because this is a good time for me. And so why not listen to the compliments when they're getting to me? Um, right. And I've noticed that in my teachers as well too. A lot of teachers that teach, especially in London, I go to classes where they teach exclusively adults, um, which I know, you know, you mostly were doing as well. And, they're so much more willing to just go, Oh, that was great. Here's the thing that you do. Great. And it's like, I don't know if I, I think it's probably a mix of, I wasn't hearing the compliments when I was younger, but I don't think teachers that teach younger kids give them out as much. No, no. They're also really focused on the goal of which one of my dancers is going to go be a professional and do this very serious thing that it gets lost. And so, you know, for me, it's really important when I go to classes to, Take a second and hear that and be pumped about it. And even if nobody says anything, even if you're in a class of 40 people in a giant studio and you land a double and it's not a big deal because everyone around you landed a double, you just are pumped. Like be pumped about it. You know, having that excitement. I feel like other types of dance are so easy to be pumped about things. Yeah. And ballerinas are very, okay, but now the triple. And it's like, you can do that in a second, take a minute and be really excited about the cool thing you just did. That's really cool. A lot of people can't do it. So
1: (laughs) that's right. It's very cool. And I don't think, I don't think that that teachers give compliments to kids in that same way. I think it's, um, you know, maybe only one of the kids gets a compliment, you know, the one who is being groomed for the, for the top, maybe would get one. But even then, I think the motivation is the notion that you're not good enough um as a person as a as a dancer as whatever and I think I don't think it's on purpose necessarily I think it's just what we've all been trained as and so therefore we pass it down because that's just how you train like I think in ballet it's just the it's just the way of things and we just never stop to ask like should we enjoy this process should we
0: (laughs) yeah no I remember when I was younger we used to go to um because mostly I trained with the same teacher for a lot of my dance career, Mm -hmm. but we used to go to these workshops every, every year, sometimes twice a year we'd go to these um, different sort of statewide or in a couple places, region-wide different dance um, events for like a week. And it was to get training with, you know, professionals would come down and teach a class or different teachers. I used to always fight with my ballet teacher because she really wanted us to take ballet classes. And, um, especially me and I really wanted to take like the West African class that they had on Tuesday. <laughs> but that aside, I remember one of the things that she told us, and I think this is very, you know, solid throughout at least dancing with um, in ballet with younger kids is if you are getting corrected, that means that you're good. Right. They pick the kid that they think can make improvements. They pick the, the few kids at the top that they think are going to go be professionals or are going to do this seriously. And those are the ones that they say, you know, turn out your leg more, or here's what you need to do to get that triple in, or, you know, you're not pointing your toes properly, whatever. And I think that in the dance world, that is viewed as mentoring, right? That's, Mm -hmm. we recognize that you're doing a good job, and we want to help you get to that next level. And I think you're right. I think what gets missed is if you, I mean, in either case, right, if you're the kid not getting any feedback, then are you being fair to that, to those set of students that are not maybe that want some feedback and aren't getting it? But then even for the student that is told, um, you know, this means you're good. This is, this is because they believe in you. It's hard to really take that in that way. And it's not the best way to do it because then it's like, okay, well, I'm good at this thing because everyone's constantly picking out everything I'm doing wrong. is like a sign that I'm good at this thing. Right. And it's very, very weird. And I think in the adult world, at least in my experience, it's a big shift, right? It's, a, it's yeah. at least the teachers that I've taken that I like taking, and I keep going back to their classes like yours. Like, yes, you're going to get feedback, but if you're good, I'm going to tell you something was good. Right. And that's you don't get that when you're younger. It's very, very odd and off putting at first, you know, you're not used to someone in, in life. If you just walked up to me and said, I like your shirt, I would go, Oh, thanks. You know, here's where I got it. But in the ballet studio, if you go, Oh, that was a good turn. I'm like, um, did you not see that? <laughs> what? Like <laughs> you, just, you don't know what to do with it for a while. You know, you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right I think in, in for the younger kids it's that mentality of if we're pin- if we're picking these things out that are to be fixed it's because we think you can get to the next level It's because we think that you're really good and nobody really says is that really what we should be doing to 12 year olds and 13 year olds <laughs> right just and nonstop nitpicking everything they're
1: doing wrong <laughs> that's totally and I mean you, it's always a question of like can you can you get to the top without that? And if the top is your goal, how much of that do you need, right? So it's a different world than than the world we're living in where fun is important and motivation is important and having an escape from your life is important and feeling like we're good people and whole humans and all of that stuff is like a part of what we <laughs> do in the studio, right? We have slightly different goals. Um, but yeah, it is. I, I think another big shift people have coming back is sort of like, And I know you and I have talked about this a lot, like the memory of your past is hazy, but you also have memories of like flying. You have memories of um, great success in things. Whether or not you actually thought it in your mind, you can feel the success in your body. You can feel the success of lifting your leg. You can feel the success of doing a pirouette. And then when you come back to a fresh body, you know, a body that's been sitting in a chair for eight years, you're like, hmm, how...
0: (laughs) Yeah, we we joked about this too because I think you also have. When I first came back, I don't know if you remember. I do. When I first came back and started taking classes with you, um, especially, and I think it was my first or second, either the preview class or my first actual class with you, we did some things in center, and I had this muscle memory of what I was doing, and so you did a combination, and in my subconscious brain or my muscles or whatever, there was time for a triple, and. I went to go do it and I did my full force and realized that I could not do a triple anymore. (laughs) I almost fell over because, you know, again, and I don't think I was thinking I'm going to go for a triple. I think I heard the music and I was used to ballet and I said, okay. And I went to do a turn and I put way more force than I could ever handle. My core had not handled triples for eight years and I was not ready for it. And I almost fell over and I had to remind myself, like, I know that my legs, think that they can go up there because they remember going up there, but they actually cannot anymore, and I need to, like, be okay with that. I mean, I think there's a physical element of getting back in shape, but also a mental element of this will still be a good class, even if my leg isn't next to my ear very easily like it used to be, or at all, ever.
1: (laughs) So. A lot of people quit after that first experience. Um, Did you, did you want to?
0: Um, man, the first class was rough, I'm not gonna lie. One of the benefits is my husband did not get me a gift certificate for a preview, he got me a gift certificate for like four classes.
1: Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so
0: he he fully knew, or at least in his mind, thought the gift needed to be multiple sessions. Yes. Okay. Um, which was which was genius because after the first preview Again, you've sat here and said like, oh my, I had so much technique. And I walked away like, oh my God, yeah, what have I been doing for eight years? I am never going to be good at this again. And was like a little bummed when I got home. Um, but after, I mean, it, it was pretty quick. I think a couple of classes in to actually taking classes with you. And I was like, not that I was anywhere near where I was, but I felt like, oh yeah, this is some work. Like I mm-hmm. remembered, it was like those extra classes reminded me that you don't just, stand on stage and do fuetes, you do an hour and a half of bar many hours a week and you get in, and you build up the muscles and remind yourself of these things. And I think all I needed was just that couple extra classes of reminders of the work that I put in to go, okay, no, I'll get there again. Like it'll be yeah. okay. But um, yeah, the first one was a little rough. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it is for everyone. It is for everyone. And I've always debated if we should, you know, have a separate room with no mirrors for people who are coming back for the first time and you and i have debated mirrors many many oh times. i
0: hate mirrors i think all dance classes should be without mirrors forever you know yeah. i
1: feel the same <laughs> totally um but you did get to what day you did a what day on point in the center before you moved away you, yeah. you worked like the <laughs> last several weeks before you moved away and you did we have a video of it i know i do have
0: videos i got i think two of them they were I was about to say they were bad. I should just be happy they happened.
1: <laughs> you should be like I did a day on point and <laughs> I am a grown person who did a day on point.
0: It's so funny. I have a couple of friends um, that I'm still friends with that I've been friends with since I was a little kid that did ballet with me and they don't anymore. I actually have inspired both of them to go try adult classes though. Great. Um, one of them I know takes, she's in New York, so it's not open, but I know she was taking them. I don't know if the other girl did any more than the couple, but I, I got both of them back to like, trying a class mostly just for me saying no, it's really different than you remember I promised yeah. <laughs> um,
1: one of, kind of them
0: place. <laughs> Yeah one of them in particular I posted the video of um, the Fuentes on point and mm-hmm. I did this whole post about like look these are rough, it's two. I know I'm off the music because I couldn't keep up with the music but I'm just super excited that they happened at all. I'm so proud of myself. Um, and one of my friends commented and she said, this is, this is about as good as I was on flat when we were doing this really seriously. <laughs> which I think is wrong. She's totally underestimating right. it. But it was a really interesting perspective for me to go. Yeah, you know, I forget that I have two friends that, that did ballet when I was younger. It's not like anyone else. I mean, how many people in the world can get on point and do fates or any ballet, right? You're surrounded by the people that you dance with. And, and you think like, Oh, I'm not as good as this. I'm not as good as that. And it's like 90% of the people in the world don't touch her toes in the way that you do on a normal basis. Like just yeah. be excited about this cool thing that you're doing, you know? Um, and yeah, it was, it was a really interesting perspective because I was thinking like, she's talking about when we dance really seriously and that's cool, you know, to think about what some people can or can't ever get to. And that's different for everyone. Maybe you're just excited about a single pirouette. I certainly was when I came back and... A lot of people can't do that. You know, my husband could never stand on his toes and do a single pirouette and he's in really good shape. So
1: it's just exciting. Um, do you like, okay, so you did ballet for a very, very long time when you were a kid. Do you, do you remember why you kept doing it when you were a kid? And, and are those reasons similar or totally different from why you keep doing it now?
0: Um, oh, I think they're, I think they're very different than why um, I keep doing it now. I think now, I mean, so to kind of outline both of them, I think now I do it because it's fun. Maybe a weird word. Um, But it's also it's really good, like mental health for me. Um, I, I sort of forget how physical I used to be. And so when I am stressed or not feeling great, or even like physically not feeling great, a really good workout clears my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, props to my husband for knowing this, there have definitely been days when it's been you know maybe a week because I was injured or sick and then I'm just upset for a few days and he's like you need to go to a class and leave me alone and I'm thinking like I don't feel like it it's fine and as soon as I go I come back I'm like no you're right I feel so much better (laughs) um so it's definitely like mental health now and it's fun and I you know I love I love a dance studio and I love class and I love ballet but I think when I was younger the things that I remember anyway um there definitely was a social element to it. I had friends in dance and that was outside of school. um, Kind of how I saw a lot of people that I was friends with. Um, And we chatted and there's lots of pictures of me in class when I should be doing dance or listening to a combination. And instead I'm talking to someone (laughs) Um, (laughs) crazy. Um, Yeah, definitely. So definitely a social element, but I think also, um, a couple of things that I remember pretty distinctly, I remember being really serious about wanting to be a dancer and it was a, it felt like a career thing. So almost the way I feel about work now, um, I like my job, but there are definitely plenty of days that I go in because that's my job. And so I think part of that kind of feeling of this is the thing that I'm going to do. And so I have to do it, even if I don't feel great about it today, or even if I'm not excited, I need to go do this thing mm-hmm. because... I'm going to be a dancer and so I have to go be serious about this um, and I think the, the kind of and that's different than now obviously not how I feel about it now I think the other thing that's really different and not how I feel about it now is um, there was a bit of like an obligation my family's sort of full of athletes all of my brother played baseball almost a professional my mom was a swimmer almost a professional we all kind of fall short of <laughs> the professional level. Um, but that was a very, very big thing in my house. And my parents also, um, struggled a little bit to pay for all of my dance stuff and and get classes for me. Um, they never let me know that at the time really, but looking back now, I know that I wouldn't have been able to pay for that on what my parents made. They went out of their way to make it happen. And so anytime that I was sort of, I don't really feel like it you know, my parents were there going, you said you were going to be there and we paid for this class. So you get dressed like it was (laughs) definitely an obligation. Um, And again, I don't mean to make that sound entirely just money focused. They also are really big on you told them you were coming to rehearsal. So you need to go to rehearsal unless you're ill, like you go. Um, And I think, you know, two thirds of that feels very obligatory. And I don't ever feel that now especially yeah. with, you know, more of the drop in class style that I do in London, if I want to go, I want to go. And if I really, really, am just like, today, is not the day, that's okay. It's a fun thing. And if I can't do it, I can't do it. And if I can, it's because, you know, I want to go to class, it's going to be fun. So right. it's, it's definitely really different.
1: <laughs> were, when you left ballet, the first time, were you, did it take you a while to sort of let go of that uh, dream of becoming a professional? Or when you left, was it like, good riddance, we're going to move on to something else and just kind of leave that behind? Ooh, good question.
0: Um, So I think I went through a couple phases of wanting to be a professional dancer. Um, Definitely when I was middle school, beginning of high school, it was full ABT, very, you know, high level ballet was in my head. Um, And at some point I got it in my head that I was never going to reach those levels Um, which looking back now I'm not sure is accurate I mean I probably wasn't going to be a principal with ABT but I definitely there's plenty of theaters across companies across the U.S. and I certainly could have made it into those yeah um but again I had very ridiculous standards of things and so I got it in my head that wasn't going to happen and I said okay are there other things I could do and so I started toying with later in high school like maybe I will go be a rockette or maybe I will be a dancer on Broadway or maybe I will do some other forms of, of dancing and it That was kind of my pivot into, um, I think, you know, right before and when I got to New York, so I grew up in Florida and I moved to New York for college. And I think that move felt like this is probably over a period of a year or two, but to me that felt really quick, which was just a kind of reckoning with not being happy with what I was doing and my life and myself and feeling like things have to be different and I didn't know at the time what was off. I just knew that something was off. So I was like, I'm going to change everything then. And we'll figure out what it is. So I moved as far away as my 18-year-old brain could imagine, which was New York City from Florida. And I stopped doing ballet, which was, I mean, again, a substantial portion of my life. Yeah. And I went into college and before thinking I was going to be a math major. And I switched to a rhetoric major and joined the debate team. Like I just, it was a full 180 because I didn't, I knew that something was wrong, and I didn't know what, and I just was going to change everything that I could. And I think dance just kind of got wrapped up in that. It was just part of the wave of everything's going to be different, um, and I'm going to figure out what's going on. Um, And it just kind of took me a while to actually figure out what it was, and obviously it took me a while to get back to, hey, I think maybe a couple of these things got wrapped up when they shouldn't have, as evidenced by the fact that I do ballet now, and I'm also a data analyst now, so the math thing got lost when it shouldn't have. There was a lot of stuff that got changed. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know, right? I didn't know what was wrong. And so it felt to me like I just have to stop everything and restart everything and go from there. Um, and it just kind of took me a while to get back to what was good and what wasn't, I think.
1: <laughs> right. Threw the baby out with the bathwater on that one. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Now the key is, did you also change your hair? Because that would be like the the icing on the cake.
0: Oh, I gave up on hair. I When I was in high school and middle school, I was trying desperately to have straight hair, which is partially because the curls don't look this good in Florida with the humidity. Um, crazy. But it does not work. I did literal, like, intense chemical straighteners in my hair. They do not work. It's not going to happen. <laughs> So actually, interestingly, college, I think partially because New York doesn't have the humidity, Florida does. And also, as a big part of my switch, I was like, well, we're just going to wear curls then. And I just tried really hard to learn how to deal with curls. So yes, it was totally a part of it. <laughs> that one was good, though. I'm happy with that decision. I'm stuck with that. I love them. So. There you
1: go. It's not a good like identity crisis if you don't also redo your hair. That's one important part of it.
0: Of course, right? <laughs> Everybody. This is every movie. Every time the girl has to do something, she's got to switch her hair. Yep,
1: I was in the same boat. San Diego to New York, brown hair and bangs. That was the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even picture you like that. I'm so used to your hair looking like this. I know, I know. But it worked. It worked. It was it was a good look. I imagine, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so you are actually, in my opinion, a pretty unique dancer returning from a break in that you stuck with it and came to find joy in ballet in a new way. I think a lot of our listeners and people who I've worked with get stuck at that first class when they can't do it like they used to and they feel like their body will never be the same again and they get in that headspace. So maybe last thing here, do you have any thoughts for, for that mindset and kind of um, advice you might give people to kind of get over that hurdle and why it's worth it on the other side?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is you're probably not going to be like that again. You know, you're not going to be the same as you were, Um, and I think you have to take that as a positive. I think you have to look at that as a good thing and think about, there's so many different types of dancers. There's so many different styles and different things that people excel at or have more trouble with, and um, so, you know, when when I was younger, there were certain things that I did really well and certain things that even if I didn't know why or wasn't sure, I wasn't as good at. Um, And so looking back now, (laughs) this is a weird personal element, but um, yeah, when I was younger, I was basically starving myself to dance. And so there were certain things that looked great. I was very graceful on on certain elements and I had the the really long lines. Um, And that's not what my body looks like anymore and it's not how it works anymore. Um, But the plus side of that is, you know, certain things are never going to look the same, right? I don't have the extension I used to have. I, my legs aren't as lean and they're not as flexible and that doesn't look the same. But there's certain stuff that I can do now that I actually couldn't do because mm-hmm. I'm feeding myself and so I'm stronger. I have some strength that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a different dancer, but that's not a lesser dancer. It just means that I'm not going to be what I was in high school because my body's not what it was in high school. My mind's not what it was in high school and I'm, I'm not doing the same type of training but that's cool. I mean, if you think about classes when you were younger, there was all kinds of different dancers in class, and you always looked at one of the other girls and went, God, if I could just have her fill in the blank, if I could have her turns, if I could have her extension, if I could have her jumps." Um, and the secret is that she was doing the same thing for you for something else. And so as an adult, if you come back and you think, oh, I don't have the extension I used to have, I don't have the turns I used to have, that's okay. Maybe you're going to have something else that you didn't, you know. Maybe something's going to be different. Maybe you're going to excel in a different area. And I think thinking of it as a whole new adventure makes it a lot easier to be comfortable with it not being the same as it was, right? There's other cool new things. Maybe you're going to be better at those things. I, you know, who knows where the path is going to take you, I guess. And I feel like you have to think of it as a new path and not trying to get back to where you were. You have to just think of it as this is a new fun thing. And maybe I have some background other people don't have, but I'm still also doing a whole new adventure um, and figuring it out.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. It's not really a continuation in a way. It's uh, it's um, rekindling a past love but taking that fire in a whole new direction to a whole new place. It's not really doing it for the same reasons, doing it in the same body, doing it in the same mind. I think It's um, hard for
0: people to think that they're in a different body, but you really are. I mean, yeah. you can't take a break, even a break of a year in something as technical as ballet. You're in a new place and you yeah. have to think about it as a new thing. And I just think the important thing is to remember that that's not bad, right? There's other cool things that come from differences. How boring would a performance be if all the dancers looked exactly the same? How boring would a class be if everybody had the exact same technique and did all the same things exactly the same way? That's not a a fun class. It's not an interesting thing to look at. And so you're just going to be different than you were when you were younger, and that's okay. You're going to find other cool things from that. So.
1: Well, that's really awesome, Erin. I, um, I hope our listeners who maybe are, haven't gone back in the studio yet and maybe are kind of thinking about it will take those words to heart when they go back in the studio for the first time and not be so harsh in comparing themselves to their, to their child self. It's really a different person and you shouldn't compare yourself to any person. So why that one?
0: Right. And take a little while, both like three classes in advance so that you've already paid for them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can't quit after the first one you have to go back
1: <laughs> there you go buy a month and then you have to try yeah. it four times before I, you give up buy like
0: it. several of them in a row and then yeah. I promise by the end of them you will be happy with with what you're doing <laughs> it's just if you only do the first one you might get in your head you, know? you gotta book a few <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you for being on the show Erin it was so much fun to reconnect with you and have a chance to hear your story beginning to end I love it yeah thanks for having me Thanks for listening today, dancers. For more adult ballet, you can follow our studio on Instagram and Facebook at Broche Ballet. You can follow me on Instagram at Julie the Ballerina, or check out our blog and YouTube channels for more content. You can even dance with us in our online studio with daily live Zoom classes, private lessons, and our on-demand video library. Don't forget to have your story featured on our podcast. Email us at hello at brocheballet.com. I'm Julie Gill, and this was Roche Banter. Happy dancing.